Tag and Bienvenidos, dear listeners. Welcome to Uber Cinco, the podcast game show where we deep dive top fives. I'm today's host, Nathan Henenfent, and today our contestants will reveal and defend their top five workplace mishaps. Our first paper pusher was just sent to us by the temp agency this morning, and he's already got his, t- his tie stuck in the laminator twice. It's Brian Ernst. Welcome to you, Brian. <laughs> Damn it! This is my good tie, <laughs> son of a bitch. It's out. We're good. It's only mindly shredded, and I can go on about my day. But now no one will notice the poop stain on my pants, so we can move on. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope you're ready for for eight hours uh, with with two scheduled five minute breaks because that's what uh, you and our listeners are in for. And we've also got a consultant from an outside firm who has been brought in to streamline our synergy output efficiency core value paradigms. It's Mitch Brinkman. Hey, how you doing? You know what? Uh, this I'm so thankful for you guys showing for today's meeting. We're going to go over uh, the outline here, and we're, and we're going to hit it really hard. And then in five to ten minutes, I'm going to pop off real quick um, to do other work, but I will be listening. Don't worry. Uh, and then we can circle back, and we can re- reconvene on all this and really make sure all the touch points uh, uh, have been touched uh, and, and, and look good going forward. So I'm really excited about this project. I can't wait to see what you guys uh, do for me here. So uh, let's get going. Love it. <laughs> Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> you forgot KPIs. Also, I forgot key performance indicators. My favorite jargon. Make sure you oh, work that in oh, next yeah, time. Uh, yeah. Today's KPIs, it's really going to be about the fun tie bits. My favorite bit, of course, <laughs> is when you get to watch Jackson Pollock take a shit all over a tie, and then they slap Jerry Garcia on there and sell for $60 at Macy's. Oh, my God. That's such a great product. <laughs> <laughs> what a... What an obscure reference. <laughs> For all uh, you business guys out there that love to hang loose on a Friday, you know what I'm talking about. Okay, let's reconvene in like five to ten minutes here. All right, well, we'll, we'll reconvene after we give everybody a quick rundown of the rules. Let's circle back. Each player in the den has spent time with today's topic, arranging their top five answers in order of importance. Those answers have been submitted to the host who will moderate the game, awarding points to the player with the most poignant answer. Starting with their number five choice, we will move up the ranks until we reach each of their top answers. But if both contestants happen to have the same answer on their list, well, we have an Uber Stand-Out. You will hear the official Uber Cinco siren, and both players must reveal their answer and what number they ranked their submission. An Uber Stare-Down is all or nothing, with one player earning three points. After all answers have been read, the host will reveal the final score. And as host, I'm allowed to institute a house rule. And little did our contestants know the bonus points were already divvied up because uh, it was going to be that this is not casual Friday and whoever is dressed more business appropriate was going to get a bonus point. But <laughs> neither of you did anything close to that. So Mitch, for wearing a backwards hat, you're deducted a point. So, oh, come on. <laughs> so that's a minus one. It. I've got no logos on my shirt, at least. That's good. In this oh. fantasy, Nathan, I am a trainer at a gym. So my Under Armour shirt is quite appropriate dress attire. Yeah, that's, Just throwing that's that at your feet. Business sponsored. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. Um, and uh, also, couldn't I be like a undercover cop posing as a drug dealer near high school, maybe? <laughs> We've always thought you looked yes. like that. <laughs> 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 Why we keep it 200 feet away from every school. Hey, guys, I'm not a narc. I've got some good, good grass. Let's go back fellow in five kid. to ten minutes. <laughs> Hello, 
Hello, fellow students. Have you watched the latest TikTok? <laughs> All right. Don't forget to stick around to the end when I will rattle off my fast five of the definitive top five job interview questions. Okay. Mm. Mitch, you won the pre-show game of Flonkerton, so you can go first. Hit us with your number five. Nice. Thank you so much, Nathan, for giving me this opportunity today to come and address uh, you guys in this type of forum. So my number five is a truly horrific musical hellscape that I was dropped into for 90 minutes once during the goodbye party to a former CEO at an association that I worked at. This gentleman, he was old. He was white. He was bald. He was overpaid. No surprises yet. He had been there for over 20 years. Still no surprises yet. Twice a year, he would come around near Easter and Halloween to hand out cookies to everyone in the office. His assistant would push the cart full of cookies. He would walk up to you and say, hello there. Hi, how are you, young man? Here is your cookie. Have a wonderful day and give you maybe like a pat on the head or a handshake. Feels like a father, doesn't it, right? <laughs> he was obsessed with this idea that we were all a family. And so at his going away party, which was 90 minutes long, we all got there 10 minutes before him as we stood around in silence, required to not drink the champagne we had in our glasses. The song started, and the song was, We are family. No, no, it wasn't. Brothers and sisters oh. we be. That was the only song on the playlist for 90 minutes. The song yeah. repeated every however long it is, four and a half, 90 minutes straight of We Are Family. And the old bald white guy walked from table to table, cluster to cluster of employees saying, thank you so much. Like the memories have been great. Oh, and then whoever names he remembered in the circle Oh, Josh, I remember that one time you sent me an email about fantasy football. <laughs> you know, handshake, handshake, and then going on. It was truly, truly depressing. Um, second floor conference room, drop ceiling, maybe a 10-foot ceiling, you know, bad lighting, all of it. Um, just just so sad. So did nobody is- Did nobody comment on the fact that the song was looping for this long? Oh, Half the people were like, what in the actual fuck is going on? And I remember I, I went to a facilities person and be like, you have got to put another song in this playlist. This is fucking stupid. And they're like, this is what John, John is his name. This is what John wanted. Just this, the only song he gave us was We Are Family. I don't even know who does that. It's probably some great group from, from the 70s. Sister 60s, Sledge, but, maybe. Is it Sister Sledge? Okay, yeah. Um, but my God, I have never listened to that song since. For a great reason. Don't. So, yeah, don't. That's my number five. This would be, this would have been a great moment for somebody to utilize the uh, tried and true technique of of playing We Are Family for 35 minutes and then just slipping over to Sly and the Family Stone's Family Affair one time and then just straight <laughs> back to Sister Sledge for another yep. 30 minutes. The old Mulaney yeah. switcheroo. <laughs> the, the, the other beautiful thing to watch was, was like the rolling realizations throughout the room. Because some people, you know, like don't really listen to music or like don't pay attention. And it's like some people are like, wait, this is second time it's playing in a row. What? This must be whatever, a mistake. And then you're like, some people are like, wait, this is still on? And like, how long is this song? How many times has it been repeated? And that sort of like going throughout the party. And I remember this one woman who was uh, particularly uh, devoid of um, awareness. I don't remember her name. Uh, 
uh, Michelle, I think. Um, but uh, <laughs> I remember at like minute 40, someone told her it's been the only song on the whole time. And she had no idea and wouldn't believe anyone. Yeah. It was like, how? how we're she was all oblivious dying the whole here. Time. <laughs> yeah. That's so. shocking. Uh, did I skip over the part? What kind of company was this? What was the kind of work that was being done in this office? Oh, it was a, it was a medical association. So a medical association, and this guy has been there for 20 years. Yep. Oh my you know, lord! Navy uh, blazer, khakis, you know, like gold buttons on the jacket, you know, gold, probably frat ring, or whatever from whatever college he graduated from in the '60s. You know, um, he uh, he um, not not shaved. Uh, bah, 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 bah. He buffed. He actually he buffed his head, so his head was very shiny. You know, that kind of thing. Always had the permatan going. I have his number. I'm probably going to need those tips in a couple of years. So <laughs> let me know sure. his buff guy. <laughs> man, I, I, I truly hate this man. Um, wow. Uh, Br- Brian, you got your work cut out for you. What's what's your number five? Uh, my number five is going to be a, a customer facing one. This is where I was working at a, a local jewels, as they say here in Chicago. Um, I was a frozen associate so i am stocking the frozen (laughs) shelves um and a customer comes to ask about a very specific product that he can't find he's like it's here in the ad and he shows it to me and it's very specifically for a very specific brand of twice baked mashed potatoes frozen two to a box sure how good could they be (laughs) Wait. (laughs) wait twice baked mashed potatoes well, twice baked potatoes, but like in a frozen box. Oh, like okay. you take them okay. out of this tray. Yeah. It's, it, they looked horrible. Yeah. Either way, we're out. Yep. I am not in charge of ordering any of this stuff, but I have to break the news to this man who has been looking forward to these twice baked frozen potatoes probably his entire week. Yep. And to describe the look of this man, um, Nathan, your length of hair. Okay. But frizzy and gray. Okay. So it's kind of like poofed out, kind of like the alien at the beginning of Men in Black. And then. So like David Crosby, he, kind of? Yeah, okay. a little bit. Okay. But like, but had a, a whole full head of hair. Okay. And like a jean jacket. And this guy is like, all right, so where are these? Wedding and ring? I'm like, well, there's, they're supposed to be, I don't know. Hmm. They're supposed to be right here. And I show them to the shelf. And I'm like, he's like, well, they're not there. I'm like, yeah, I think we seem to be out. There was a sale. So you're telling me there's no more? No, sir. Whatever was on the shelf is what we have. I'm, I'm very sorry. You fucking dildo. <laughs> and he walked away. He called you a dildo. I'm like, se- I'm like 17. I'm like, what? You're like, Did that just happen? Like, I don't that know what a quote. dildo's for, sir. What does that mean? <laughs> but the fact that he used it in quotes, like you are a fucking dildo. And he walked away. <laughs> I was like... One, what's the metaphor here? And two, why was that your first insult? <laughs> it's it's always amazing That's, though that it's like we like oh well it should be here yes but you can see with your own two eyes that no it is not and then like they want you to change that like they want you to stick your hand straight up your ass and pull out a twice baked potato as if there's any way that you can make this happen. 
And that's probably how the frozen ones tasted. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, you get those, all those kinds of arguments all the time. I believe I mentioned on the show once, like I almost put it on the list today, but there wasn't enough detail of like, hi, the ad says the one pound bag of peas are on sale, but you only have the 16 ounces. Is there any more in the back? <laughs> Oh, God. Uh, I'm going to go back. I may or may not come back alive, and uh, you can go about your day. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. This Wait, is the, well, the how worst often thing would you in- go to the back and leave them there? Say that again? How often would you go to the back for something and then just not come back and let the sh- – Once a shift. Oh, <laughs> easy. <laughs> Minimum. <laughs> Just leave. Like, what are you going to do? They're going to leave eventually. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're not going to wait seven hours until the end of your shift. They have a day to go. About. Just leave. And like, like the the thing I would always do in a grocery store is like, look for the baler. Is the baler almost full? Well, then you got to tie up the boxes. I mean, that's that's a half an hour job, and you got to tie them up, change it, blah blah blah. Sure. So everyone's always snooping around the baler looking to see who can wait the half an hour to 45 minutes. And especially if a customer asks you a question, you go to the baler. <laughs> Never come back. One of the, the things about working retail, the, the number one red flag of you know you're dealing with a complete and utter fucking moron who shouldn't have been let out of the house is a guy will come up and maybe he'll have his phone out or it'll just be like, uh, so my wife told me. Like, oh, this is going to be a problem. Like, you don't have you. You literally can't even like buy a box of crackers without having a (laughs) three page instruction manual written out by your wife. Who's got to be so fucking exhausted of being married to this fucking idiot who can't function in society. Uh, Anyways, I'm going off the rails here. Three points (laughs) to everybody. I enjoyed both of those thoroughly. That was wonderful. Uh, Mitch, over to you for your number four. Yeah, my number four. um, I'm I'm titling Eggs Benedict. Short stack of crab jacks <laughs> or a real French ghost. Um, because this happened <laughs> in uh, freshman year of college. I worked at a cafe called Anderson's uh, Kitchen and Bakery. And um, it w- w- we made good stuff. Like maybe half the stuff was good. Um, but he. Uh, <laughs> That's an immediate abrupt change. <laughs> yeah, 100%. 50%. 50%. We served brunch without a, without a stove. If you, if you, like it was all, anything that was cooked was either cooked somewhere else and brought on site or in a microwave. So um, the, the amount of food I turned out with just a microwave was actually pretty impressive. Uh, oh, and a toaster. We had a toaster, but you know. Um, so my boss, the way he ran a business was you get in product, you tell the vendor, yes. Uh, we will pay you in a week. And then um, you tell them to come back at a specific time for their money. And then at that time, you are gone. Uh, <laughs> and he did this for every single item in our store that he purchased. Uh, he would pay later, tell them to come back, not be there. And then maybe like a week later, if we if, if we had some, a good week, he would give them like 60% of what he owed them. But it would always be in cash. And people always like cash, so that helped dissuade some people from being more angry. But you can't run a business like that for more than like, you know, four months at tops without getting in, in real, real trouble. Yeah. And then then you start having, you know, refrigeration companies sending their biggest, buffest, uh, you know, um, former high school football players to come and like repossess refrigeration um, and deli cases, that kind of thing. And, and then if that doesn't work, then they send in the Chicago Police Department, which this is the, what happened to me. I'm making a uh, uh, a mocha at the at, at the coffee station, and 
the, my boss, Michael Anderson, was name goes, Oh shit. And he stops doing whatever he's doing. He straightens up and he like race walks towards the back of the store into the back hallway and then out the back door. And, and on his way out yells like, I'm going to the dentist or something like that. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck? And I look up and two of Chicago's finest police officers, uh, fully rigged up, you know, come in and they're like, we're looking for a Michael Anderson. Is he here? He's the, he's the, the cafe proprietor. Oh my and, God. You know, I was a, a wily, um, you know, um, uh, soon to be improver. So I, I, I had some skills here and I don't know why I didn't just rat him out immediately, but I should have, um, maybe probably cause I wanted a job and money and that kind of thing. Um, but, um, I said, Oh, I'm so sorry guys. He's, he's at the dentist right now. He's at a dentist appointment. And they're like, well, you, when he comes back, let him know the CPD is looking for him. And, uh, and I was like, all right, cool. And uh, so they they go away, but they just kind of stay outside for like a half hour, just kind of hanging out. Because I'm assuming every single vendor that called them was like, this guy leaves. Like, maybe just hang out. Like, he's probably watching out for you. In that half hour, I, I make myself a coffee. I make myself a little, you know, egg bagel thing. Um, Did customers come in while the police were waiting? Yeah, 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 yeah. Customers came in. Um, and also, like, it was a regular occurrence for the owner of the cafe to scream at a vendor while customers were in the cafe. Like he, he'd be like, John Fraggio, how dare you come into my fucking cafe asking me to pay you for your shitty fucking cheese. I'm not selling <laughs> any of your fucking cheese, you asshole. Get out of here, you know? And then, and then John Fraggio would be like, dude, like flustered and leave. And then Michael would go to every customer in the cafe, give him like a free muffin and be like, I'm so sorry. John Fraggio is one of those real asshole prick douchebags that, you know, like, like oh come and collect God. early and that kind of thing and put pressure on small business who's just trying to, you know, wow. assimilate into the community and serve you guys really high quality, you know, baked goods. So this one's on the house. Like that kind of manipulative, hot and cold behavior everywhere. And um, and I would have left earlier, but our our cash register was just a money tray on the countertop with a piece of wax paper over it. Um <laughs> <laughs> with no with no record of anything. Uh, so, you know, if you didn't pay me, eh, I would just take my payment. So um, it was, uh, I, I don't know if you remember anything, but I went home yes. with some pretty big bankrolls freshman year of just wads of cash. And I, I felt I, like a drug dealer, but I, I do remember this because yeah. you worked here and Brad also worked there, I believe, right? <laughs> yep. yep. And I've, I visited this cafe and I met this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I heard these. I heard a few of these stories, but this one I don't think I've heard. So, how did it wrap up with the police? Did he return? Did the police actually arrest him? Uh, uh, it was weeks later. Um, I wasn't there, but I believe Brad was. And they came in, and he couldn't sneak out the back quickly enough, and he had to go um, with them and answer for his crimes. And uh, yeah, I, I I don't know how he repaid them. I'm pretty sure his business partner. Who was named Viola? She was like a seventy, like a seventy-year-old Filipino woman. I think she paid for like out of her own pocket his debts. Yeah. So. Oh my god. Um, yeah. We found out wow. he was like living with Viola, and just just everything was a facade. Everything was just a thin, thin veil of of a uh, snobby uh, ass douche baggery. There we go. I just made up a new thing. So. That's, yeah. I mean, I think it aptly describes. I, I mean, I because I re- I remember this, you know, vaguely uh, hearing these stories, but yeah, I don't think I ever 
got this much detail. Wow. Yeah. Uh, he was a smarmy dude. I remember like you had warned me when I went in to say hello. He was like, yeah, this guy's a bit of a piece of work. And uh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I was uh, like, he's a piece of work, but your entire meal will be free. And we could also put a 20 in your pocket on the way out. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, my he God. Once, he once had a yelling match with a customer who asked him to stop playing Wagner on the stereo system because he was uh, 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 like, uh, I think, was it him? I think he. No, was he that old? No, his 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 parents had escaped from concentration camps had like survived the Holocaust. And he was like, I don't want Wagner on please. Cause I guess Wagner was a, a like, he was anti-Semitic. Yeah. Yeah. Very like the most anti-Semitic music guy out there, I guess. I don't know enough about Wagner and that's a music guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I am not equipped with the words to properly describe this, but Michael yelled. I said, you don't like my fucking music. Take your fat ass and like get the fuck out of my out of my store. What the yeah. wow? Yeah, and this guy came in every single day. Like this guy gave us so much business, and he was willing to tell him to get the fuck out and like leave forever over fucking Wagner. Yeah, so yeah, wow, crazy. Also, who crazy. wants to who wants to eat a bagel with the rise of the Valkyries plague? Like that's <laughs> got to be the most epic bagel in the history of time. <laughs> um, wow. Okay, so, that was yeah. That was another both great trip down memory lane for me, and just really wild story. Uh, Brian, what have you got for us at number four? Uh, number four doesn't involve a customer, but it involves me working at said jewel again. Uh, mm-hmm. This would have been around Fourth uh, of July weekend, right when I started entering the workforce. So I am brand spanking new little baby for my first big boy job. And probably the first holiday that I covered. And if anybody knows anything about 4th of July in America, it's that everyone needs ice. Oh, yes. Oh, baby, that sweet ice needs to be there. But ice always goes on sale, too, around this time. Now, I don't know if you've ever seen six pallets of ice be delivered at one time. I have not. But that's what needs to be stuffed in the freezer to get us through the weekend. And basically, if you are on ice duty, you are filling that thing at least every two hours, the whole chest in the beginning. Oh, my God. You are taking the ice off of the pallet onto something skinnier so you can get it out to the front. And then you're loading all the bottom all the way to the top six foot high ice all the time. Now, I didn't realize that probably it needs to be filled as frequently as it was. So I was kind of like, all right, well, I'll do it. I'll get to it. I blah, blah, blah. And apparently I had not filled it right before I left at the end of my shift. So the 6 a.m. old folks that come in the next morning that need their ice right away at the crack of dawn <laughs> were disappointed. So the store manager took me to the office to explain to me like, hey, she was very calm. She was not yelling at me in any way. Just being like, hey, this is important because blah, blah, blah. She was doing her job yeah. managing. And I like started welling in tears. Oh, like, no. I felt like I was going to get fired. Oh no. Like I, I just completely shit the bed and what did I do wrong and all this stuff. And she's like, you're doing a great job. Relax. And she like talked me off the ledge. And like, this is the first time I had like an adult figure that like was not my parents telling me I did something wrong. And like there were actual stakes involved. Like, 
I'm not going to be able to work here anymore. I'm like, I don't, I don't want to be fired. <laughs> she was like, would you calm down? <laughs> oh, man. So wow. this was like a, a, a very tail between the legs moment. Not, not, not my finest hour. And, uh, but I learned. I, I can totally yes. relate to this because I, I had a, a job where it was, you know, it, it was an office job and I was, uh, I, I was very new and a vendor got me on the phone and was complaining, like just vociferously complaining about something for like 25 minutes. And I didn't really understand what was going on. And I didn't know how big of a vendor this was or how important it was, but I was just terrified. And so I wrote up this email to my manager and the manager above him just being like, okay, this is what happened. I don't know. Like I thought, you know, he doesn't want to work with us. He's whatever, blah, blah, blah. I go on for like a whole paragraph and I'm like, if there's anything else, like I'll talk to you, blah, 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 blah. And then my manager hits reply all and it just says, I'll reach out to him. And I was like, God, I must have looked like such an idiot because like it, w- it was like not a big deal at all in the, in the grand scheme of the business. <laughs> like you're just like, yeah, I'll, I'll send him an email, like whatever. And I was yeah. just like pouring my soul out being like, please, like Nathan, just don't screw this up. You just got this job. Oh, it was I was <laughs> so embarrassed afterwards. <laughs> But I learned. At least you didn't cry in front of them. <laughs> Mine was worse. Like, like, if you read the email I sent, there's no way you would picture me not crying as I was typing it. Oh, I'm <laughs> sure you, you, your tear, there's salty tears clogged the yeah. keyboard for yeah. sure. Yeah. Oh, well, well so, man. So, like, Brian, this is like, man, imagine this Brian putting more pressure on himself than other people. I'm, this is surprising. <laughs> I've never seen this in Brian before. Um, <laughs> So out of character, right? <laughs> yeah. So early. This, yeah. this was the moment that Brian became the man he is today. It was <laughs> he was a freewheeling, carefree guy, just blowing with the wind, and then the ice incident of two thousand seven, <laughs> and it was all over. Um, so cool. I'm, I'm, I'm once again. So I've I've given you both three points. I am I am having a good time as host today. This is this Woo! is enjoyable. Uh, Mitch, it's back to you for number three. Sure. Um, this one I'm calling the unwelcome wagon, and. Um, I got uh, this job as a marketing manager for a moving company, and I was I was a one person department, so uh, I was I was gonna break them into a brand new territory. Uh, they already ruled Chicago; they wanted the suburbs, so I was brought in to to build out this network, find a bunch of partners, you know, real estate agents, brokers, um, uh, mortgage companies, all, all that kind of thing. And so I, I go in the first day. And the guy who ran this company was very much like a, let's get things done. You know, like, like, like we're moving, we're, we're entrepreneurs, we're, we're interrupters, you know, man, like, like fuck the red tape. Like, let's just get to work. <laughs> let's kill it. You know? And, and in the interviews, I remember he used phraseology to be like, I can just tell you've got the right, like temperament and I'm, I'm going to turn you into a fucking killer. Like you are going to be a killer. And he's like, if you do this right, we're talking I'm going to double your pay. Like you're, I'm going to turn you into a a stone cold all-star, like that kind of thing. And I'm like, okay, great. Yeah. Like let's temper it a little bit, but like you're clearly excited. (laughs) Good. And this is, this is a moving company, right? (laughs) That's all you do. Yes. Okay. Interrupting the industry, baby, using cutting edge (laughs) software to make your moves just a little bit easier. Um, and so, also, he said, like, it's going to be me and you working together. Like, I'm going to be right there with you. Like, you're developing projects. I'm going to uh, give you ideas. I'm going to, I'm like, help. Just, I'm going to make everything run so well for you. First day, he's like, welcome. Welcome to the spot. They had a brand new office. It was very beautiful. Like an old warehouse, giant window uh, on the ceilings, like light everywhere, like a gym, everything right there. Great office, great setup. 
And he's like, okay, first day, I'm sorry, but we're just going to jump right in. All right. And I was like, cool. Yeah, let's do it. He's like, all right, I'll be back. I, I got a quick call with, with, uh, with one of our vendors. I'm trying to negotiate a new price for us. I'll be back in like five or 10 minutes. Um, then I'll get you your computer and everything and we'll, we'll hit the ground running. And I'm like, awesome. Sounds great. He goes, takes his call and I'm sitting there and they have like a hangout area where they do meetings. So it's like, you know, like wooden, um, stared benches or whatever. There's some like bean bags around. So I'm chilling. So you feel like it's not a meeting. It's you're hanging out. It's exactly. Not, uh, yeah. We're yeah. just, we're just collabing in a free space. And that's how <laughs> ideas move at the speed of light, baby. And so like 15 minutes goes by in 20 minutes. And then I, I go to the HR lady, like second in command. I say, Hey, can I get a cup of coffee? She's like, Oh yeah. Cake cups over there. We got creamer, yada yada. We got snacks. Boom, 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 boom. It's all here, you know. Um, uh, uh, they, they had a, a tapped beer keg too, like you know, they had that. So I'm like, this is a okay, cool. Fridays will be awesome here. Get my cup of coffee. Get a little banana. Get a granola bar. I walk around and introduce myself to other people. Like an hour and a half has gone by. <laughs> I'm like reading, wow. reading some materials they have for me. I'm like, hey, where's where's this guy? Is he is he coming back? Is boss man coming back? She's like, oh, um, I, well, he's on a call with you know, um, Googly Tech, or whatever. Like, he'll be right back. Sure. I'm like, okay. I'm like, all right, boss man's coming back. Never came back. What? I I did not see boss man for two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. And so, like, by the lunch, I'm like, where? What's going on? Like, where is he? And the number two in the company is like, I don't know. I'll, I'll call him or I'll text him. I'll we'll try and find him. No one. He's not in the building. Turns out he's left the building. No one knows where he is. So I'm like, all right. Well, can I get my computer? Or like, what? And she's like, oh, I don't know. He's the one that handled all that. So I don't know. And I was like, well. Like, do you want to go check his office? And she's like, I guess I could. I'm like, yeah, you probably should. <laughs> and thankfully, there was like a computer there. So I started using that. And I ended up switching out computers like three weeks later. But so I just kind of got on the computer and, and I was like, All right, do, do we have like that, the, like the marking materials and the and the contact sheets that he said he had? And she's like, oh, um, I, I don't know where that is. And I was like, okay. And she's like, but, uh, you know. You can just kind of get started on, on, on your work, though. Just kind of, you know, figure something out. And I was like... <laughs> okay, so so you just, like, invent your own position, basically. Exactly, yes. Yeah. Okay, over over wow. a two-week period. So you just use your own resourcefulness and, and intuition, and you start doing work. And then you say he comes back two weeks later. What happens when he returns? What's his explanation? What does he say about what has been going on? So two weeks later, he, he comes back. And it turns out no one heard from at all in the first four days. It turned out he went to his girlfriend's house and then checked himself into the like for for um uh like the mental health wing at whatever hospital he was at. So he was having some 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 real issues. Like Oh my god. Yeah. So he he so he clearly clearly needed help. He got the help he needed, but he didn't tell anyone for like four days. And it wasn't until his girlfriend accidentally picked up a call from the head of, of the movers, that department that he found out what was going on and the head of the movers was like it was his best friend too so like he didn't even tell his best friend and so he comes back and so i'm like i'm working i'm like all right i've, I've built out this this general plan here like off of um materials i've just found on the internet of like i think this would be a good idea to start here here and here and he was like oh yeah well i mean i've got all all, all this whole other like plan I've, I've already built so like yeah just we're, we're gonna scrap all that 
And he gave me this other plan, which was basically the same thing. (laughs) All right, cool. And then I found out the information he had, all these contacts, he had had a friend of his that was really good with coding and hacking or whatever, hacked into like the like realtors association with someone else's password and then stole all this, like got all this information. (laughs) Yeah. So it was, it was utterly batshit. Um, and it continued to be a, a, um, uh, a trend where I'd work on things, be like, Hey, I'm doing this nonprofit, um, event we're going to do with, uh, with this local, um, education charity, we're going to do backpacks. We're also going to partner with like Metropolitan Brewing. We're going to have this great event here. because so we had this off, this great office and this big space. I'm like, let's put it to good use here. Do all this legwork, call people, get things like lined up. And then he'd be like, ah, but like, is that really us though? Is that- <laughs> <What>? <laughs> be like, what do you mean? This is exactly what you're telling me to do. Yeah. And then, and then he would just never respond to emails. He would just never, never give me the go ahead for things. Never give me wow. the budget. And then I have to go and call people back and be like, I'm sorry, but we're, we're not going to help kids this year. Sorry about that. Even though we say we do, we're not going to help kids. What? So what? yeah. And there was like, legitimately four meetings he set up with other vendors or potential big partners where he's like, we're going to go meet him for lunch. It's going to be great. There's going to be a great um, relationship for us with this like high tech cleaning company. Um, Like we're going to create all these synergies and these crossovers. We're going to find this new market. Didn't show up for the lunch. Didn't respond to like a a single email beyond the first one. Didn't respond to anything. Yeah. Are these people still in business? Do you know? Yes. Yes, They they are are. still in business. That is utterly shocking. Yeah. Um, yeah. But turned out all that, that thing I was supposed to do was like bring it to the suburbs. They just reverse completely on all of that. It was like just an immediate reversal. Like within a week they made the decision and just like, yeah, it was crazy. So I, from when you started this story, I had no idea the roller coaster was going to be a ab- abandonment, mm-hmm. serious mental illness, corporate espionage, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then just complete like dissolval of your role. Yep. Like what? I, yeah. How did this all happen? Oh, and I'm, then, what? No, go it, ahead. It, it happened. Cool. They, they, they bought a building, which they thought they could flip within a month for like an extra 500,000. And then found out that it actually was going to cost the same, the purchase price to like make, to like retrofit it. So it could actually be up to code. And so all that money they would have spent on other things. Then they just had to cut the entire marketing um, efforts that, that I was. Why are you flipping buildings? Yeah, it made it was it was insane. Yeah. And then, is it, were you part of the the cuts of that because yes. of this ill advised yes. purchase? They they, they uh, it was they bought it like let's say let's say they bought it like I don't know January first or whatever, and then by January fifteenth they're like oh we've got to make these improvements, and then by like February fifth they made the the decision and then February seventh my whole my whole department and job was gone. Yeah. Wow. I mean, it was so like, wow. Yeah, Mitch, I've been I've been trying to find reasons to deduct points from you, but I simply can't. These, these stories are outrageous. <laughs> isn't so it, you're, isn't it crazy? Yeah, it was absolutely. That's absolutely that is mind boggling. Uh, oh, while I yeah, one more, one more, one more. So I <laughs> I drove a a branded smart car for this company. I remember that. Yeah, yes, yeah. Smart yes. cars feel much more safe than what they look. I'll say that first off here. But so um, there was something wrong with one of the tires. And uh, it, it 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 exploded on the highway. On ninety is going sixty five. <laughs> boom! Sound like a gunshot went off, and it's just you know the wheels going nuts. Like it's a tiny car, 
I, I look at my, my, my right uh, mirror. There's some cars come up on my right. You know, Chicago people are zoom, zoom, zooming, baby. I thank God, get over right away. There's an exit right there. Thank God. Get off on the exit, drive like a block and pull off on a side street. And uh, turned out there was like an air bubble in the tire that should have been caught like the last time it was serviced. It wasn't. And it actually exploded on the inner part of the tire, not like out. And uh, so I called the 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 um the uh dealership where we got the car where i was told like this is this is our guy i call them they come and tow it they fix it um i pay for it on on my corporate card i get back to the office the next day um i get harangued they're like oh why did you go to the dealership that cost us 650 bucks i was like what do you mean it was exploded on the highway and like Mm -hmm. next time you need to like bring it back to the office and then because we have a guy that we know it's like a discount tire store that we could have gotten that done for like half the price Oh my God. No, like, we're happy you're alive. No, like, we're happy you didn't get T boned by a fucking semi in a smart car on the Dan Ryan or whatever highway the, on 90 I was on. Yeah. Oh, at that point, I was like, this is fucking horseshit. Yeah. So, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Oh my God. I, 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 I literally am speechless. Brian, like, yeah. just get get us out of this company like we we all we all want to leave this company uh that was that was an amazing story mitch uh yeah, so. wow uh brian what do you what do you have uh we're on we're on your number three if you're not noticing a pattern this one also is going to take place at a jewels. <laughs> uh, and it will also take place in the freezer um i worked with some very interesting characters mm. i remember being young innocent big wet boy and being offered pills out of old film canisters that I had to politely say, no, thank you. Uh, uh, people trying to coax me out on the smoke breaks all the time. And then wait, wait, there was wait, wait, this wait, wait, guy. Wait. What does that mean? Coax you out on the smoke breaks? Like, come on, let's go. Let's just go outside. And it's like, come out with me just so I have someone to talk to and I'll give you one. I'm like, I don't. I don't want to. Oh, okay. Like I thought you meant like like, like other s- drugs, or they like we're gonna. No, uh, no. Okay. Like just like people who are bored on their smoke breaks, and it's like, hey, if you pick up smoking, we can do this together. Okay. <laughs> okay. Like, no, I'm, I don't care. Got it. Okay. I'd rather just sit on the John for an extra five minutes. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> was what, what, was John always ca- okay with that? <laughs> yeah, <he's> fine. <laughs> <laughs> then there's this one weird guy. This guy, very tall, lanky kind of guy. And he was somebody who would like was a year or two older than me, so I kind of knew him through grade school. But like when I was in high school, he was already in college, sort of thing. He was a little bit older, okay. but he still worked at the store. Okay. And he was just like that guy that like always wanted to do the thing that got the attention. Like I'm the fun mm. guy, but he would yeah, like me. just always try to up the ante. And like, what are you doing? Like, why are you doing this? And it's all led up to one day, um this guy wheels in a whole baking tray of apple pies. So like they're all frozen. He stacked them up on the trays, put them in the freezer. He's like, I'm just going to keep these in here overnight. Cause I got to get baked right away in the morning. All right, fine. No problem. And then Dan's like, come here. Look at you here. <laughs> and we go in the freezer and I was like, oh, what's up? He turns around. People are trying to get you to go he, places a lot in this store. <laughs> he has his fly on zip. Oh, no. oh my gosh. His scrotum in his oh, hand. Oh no, Brian! Oh no, Brian! And he tea bags a pie. Oh, oh. oh. How, for how long? Five seconds. 
So uh, he, touched, he, he exceeded he the five they, second rule. Yeah. Uh, he touched his scrotum to the top of an apple pie yeah. and put it back on the tray. Did he did did he do it in full view of your eyes or did, or did he he put the pie behind his body and obscure the teabagging? I saw it from the side. Okay. And then when the pie went back, there was a warm mark oh, on top of no. it. Oh, no. So I did what what any teenager would do. I laughed. I left it. We left the freezer. He went down the hallway. I snuck back into the freezer and I threw away that entire shelf of pies. Oh, thank God for you, Brian. Wait, why the whole shelf? Because it was near it. Like I was like, it's like they're gonna notice one pie missing. They're probably not gonna miss the whole shelf. That's if you like do it right. So like I just threw them all away. Okay. Because I was like, what? What else do you do? A coworker showing you his scrotum. That's that's the number one terrible thing here. When a pie gets baked, all those germs are gonna be killed. So it's not like anyone's gonna. I know it's. I know it's. I know. I know, guys. I know. I, I know. I know. But you could have taken one of you're those trying pies to home. You're trying to make me the bad guy well, here for wasting You're pie? wasting product. That's a bunch of, that's that's some margin. That's some profit you, you threw away there. I don't know. I, I know. I Maybe know. Maybe you belonged at that moving company, <laughs> you monster. I mean, this, what, but it didn't cross your mind to, you know, get this guy fired, uh, which that is certainly a, a, at least a verbal warning at that point. <laughs> Brian's no narc. So if you guys remember remember a previous episode, this is the one where I couldn't even have anything brought against the 20-year veteran that threw a milk crate at oh, me. Oh, that's right. In violence. Yeah. So there was nothing going to be had with this uh, uh, serial teabagger. Yeah. I'm assuming it happened more times than that one time. Do you think, I mean, but, you described him as a certain character where it's it's the, the question of if, if there's no one there to watch, does he ever teabag? Probably okay. not. Probably okay. not. He needs the okay. audience. And the fact that I was there to witness it that day made it all the worse. Yeah. And I don't know. I just, I've never forgot that. <laughs> I, I still remember his name too. First and last. It's like burned in my mind. I will like see it forever. And I'm like, I wonder where he is now. Just see that warm He's spot. probably working at a bakery. And that was like the <laughs> scariest thing I could think of. Oh, okay. This is, this is making me sad. Um, Mitch, you're getting three points again. Brian, I'm I'm only giving you two just because that made me want to throw up a little bit. Uh, but this, oh my, it's fine. My heroics are not <laughs> enough for an extra well, point. I mean, and I see what it is. Mitch raises a good point. You know, a lot of I hate to see a lot of good food go to waste. Um, yeah. After only one pie. Next time was, I'm serving you the tea bag pie, Nathan. <laughs> I just you you could have saved the rest of the pies and only got rid of the one that was uh, violated. But uh, anyways, uh, if you teabag post bake, that's another issue. If you teabag pre bake, then you're fine. This put it on a t-shirt. <laughs> words, words to live by. Uh, yeah. M- Mitch, what? And if 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 these are have been your first three gentlemen, I am really worried about what we're about to dive into. So, Mitch, what what was number two? Yeah. Um, my, my number two is called Dr. Tom MD, Major Douche. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this one was, uh, I was working at this medical association and I was at the yearly conference 
And, you know, so we have all the, the, the member doctors there and it was after all the days, um, events, whatever are over and we're leaving the convention center. I'm getting to a cab with another coworker who's older than me, uh, more senior and a couple uh, member doctors who are going back to the same hotel. So we split up a big van cab and then the doctors go, Oh, actually let's, let's, let's go to, and I don't remember the name of the bar, but I'll, I'll name it now and you'll get like the, the idea of it. It's, this is suburban Orlando. Um, it's called like, um, let's call it, um, like shark's last stand or something like that. Um, and, uh, so at shark's last stand is, you know, big format, uh, uh, just bag of bag of grease everywhere. Just, just people just getting hammered and they're real sleazy and it's Florida. Um, so like everyone, e- either you're in town for a conference or you've just had a terrible shift at Disney world. That those are the only people that exist in this space. <laughs> um, so I hid to Shark's Last Stand with Dr. Tom and a buddy of his. And I don't remember his buddy's name, but I didn't want to go initially because, uh, you know, I don't know these guys and, you know, don't want to go to Shark's Last Stand by myself with with strangers. But then my coworker goes, no, 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 go with them. Like, show them a good time. Like, you know, be be like, you know, uh, uh, are they like the associations, you know, representative here, like go with them. You'll have a good time. Go with them. Like that kind of thing. And I literally am like, she physically pushed me out of the cab with them. And I'm like, okay, fine. I'll, I'll go. And we get out of the cab and it's like, Dr. Tom basically takes a mask off and he's just like, <laughs> like, are you ready to party? Like that kind of shit. And he's like, Mitch, I'll tell you what he put, puts his arm around me. He's like, I've got my corporate card and we're going to have ourselves a fucking good time. You know, that, that kind of shit. So we get into sharks and he puts down his corporate card and, uh, and he, he says to the bartender after he takes the orders, like expense it, bitch. Like, I remember that he said, like, <laughs> those were his he, exact words. He yelled that out like expense it, bitch. And so he's expensing these drinks back to his practice in somewhere in Pennsylvania. And this man, only drank either tequila sunrises or shots of tequila. And if you ever had a tequila sunrise, it is a disgusting, syrupy, overly sweet drink, which you should maybe have one, I think, before you're tumped. Now you're talking my language. <laughs> 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 Unless you're Brian, then, you know, drink them all day long. But so he he would, you know, he like yelled out also like, give me what, whatever fucking tequila it was. It was, you know, Casa Dobel premium or whatever like 40 bucks a shot for tequila we start off with tequila shots and he is just in full like harass every single woman you see offer them drinks tell them i'll buy you Mm. like just get on my tab i'll buy you whatever you want like hang out with me or like come back to my hotel room and it was it was just utter mayhem again orlando either you're in for a conference or you had a terrible shit at disney world there's no in between and he brought me around as like his little, you know, uh, like a, you know, like a, like a talking piece basically, or like bait for people to have conversations with us. And he kept asking like every single woman he talked to if they were game for him or for me. And it was like, I don't, I don't want you asking these strangers, like, uh-huh. do you want to f- fuck my young friend here? Basically, I was <laughs> wanting to be like, I'm not your friend uh-huh. either. I've been pulled in this situation oh. and um, there were two women there that sat down at our table. I don't remember their names, but 
they were de- they definitely had just gotten off a very long trip to Disney World, and they were looking to forget for sure. And uh, they they took all the free drinks they could they could take from Doctor Tom, and uh, but they wouldn't talk to Doctor Tom. Like they told Doctor Tom to to buzz off basically, and so I'm sitting there with them, and there it, it felt like I was inside. You know those those shows on like HBO at night. It's like you know, um, it's like uh, what's it called? Like Sex on the Riviera, or like you know, Real Sex Twenty. Real Sex. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I felt like I I was in a Real Sex episode because they were just asking me questions like, "Do you like to do this position?" Or like, "Do you do do this? Have you done this? What do you want to?" And I again didn't know these women. Was very uncomfortable. Um, And then uh, a gentleman came in to the to the restaurant who was much taller than me what looked like he worked out and they immediately were just like that guy we need to fuck him tonight and call them over bought him drinks on dr tom's tab and then before i could leave i just watched them all like negotiate a night of debauchery and i was like i need to go i just feel so filthy i feel like i need to take a shower i never want to come back to florida i certainly never want to work at disney world um and i i was able to finally like i got up and was gonna leave the bar and dr tom got me in his in his uh in his shoulder grasp one more time and was like are you fucking leaving what are you you know a fucking pussy or something like just all the worst just all of the worst um, terrible male chauvinistic, intense, drunk bullshit you could think of. And then just before I leave, his friend comes back and they're chatting and they they mention their families. And it turns out I find out in this moment, Dr. Tom pulls up a picture that he shows his friend who he knows but not too well and his friend like asks about his kids. Turns out Dr. Tom uh, is, is an Orthodox Jew when he's at home. And so like he lives like a much more straight edge lifestyle back in Pennsylvania. And he is a whole nother person on vacation and he has two lovely little children and his wife. And they're in like, like holiday clothing, basically like high holiday clothing in this photo. And I saw that. I'm like, you are just such a piece of shit. And, uh, then he, but he still has me like around the shoulder he orders three more shots of tequila and of course as like a 25 year old i'm like okay fine i'll do another shot of tequila you know if if you're gonna make me have another shot i'll do another shot of tequila we do one more shot and then i'm about to go him and his buddy then like i'm you know there's no women around that to talk to so like he doesn't care about me anymore so he like lets go of me and they walk away and then i just before my this is my uh ps uh or coup d'etat if you will there was a group of looked like they had just gotten off a ship to Disney World, tired people. I bought them all shots of tequila and whatever drink they wanted and put it on Dr. Tom's tab. There we go. And then I laughed. Nice. Yes. Two days later, Dr. Hero. Tom walks by the booth that I'm manning in the in the sobering light of day. And he's like, oh, hey. And he's just like terrified look on his face and his eyes, you know, when like all the recognition happens. And he comes over, he's like, Hey Mitch, how's how the how your how the past two days been at the conference? And like, <laughs> very very awkward. And I was like, it's oh. been good, Doctor Tom. You're probably late for something. You should probably like get get on get get going there, buddy. Yeah. So. Um, oh, good lord. Yeah. What kind of doctor was was Tom? What was his area of medicine? Do we know? Oh, you guys are gonna love this family medicine. Woo! Oh. Yep. Yep. Boy, that makes it so much worse. Uh, providing for the American family. Um, 
Wow. Dr. Tom uh, MD. Well, that was that was another uh, epic that I'm going to need to sit down and think about for a while. Um, <laughs> I know. Br- the, I, these are long, but they're so uh, cram-packed. That's, that's uh, Brian, uh, o- o- over to you while we, while we all try and pick ourselves back up after spending a night with Dr. Tom. Oh, I'm so glad I'd never had to. <laughs> wow. All right, so I'm on my number two. Uh, this one, we're going to go to a competitor. We're going to go to Dominic's, oh. which no longer exists. Another grocery specifically, store. Specifically, the corporate warehouse. Oh. Now, this would have been a summer position. Uh, I worked two summers at Dominic's. Once, one doing what my dad used to do, which was picking orders and loading the trucks. But the second summer, all those jobs were filled. So I had to work maintenance for half the, half the pay <laughs> and twice the bullshit. Um, so this one's going to be a personal accomplishment. And I'm going to tell you what the accomplishment was and how I pulled it off. Because I was quite impressed with how this worked <laughs> out. Um. I watched nearly an entire season of Modern Family in a single shift. Wow. Wow. This is how I pulled this off. We all, the the people who had worked maintenance like several summers before me, who were still around, kind of knew the little lay of the land and how everything works. They're like, all right, we got a project this summer. This project will take us four days. If we play our cards right, we'll make it last three and a half months. All right? <laughs> <laughs> like... And the project was uh, uh, the multiple areas of the warehouse. There's there's deli, which is just refrigeration. And then the other side, there's freezer, which is obviously frozen, so different temperatures. But above the deli, the air conditioning units needed were, were rusting. So they needed to be grind the rust off, prime, and repaint. Okay. Almost all of this was happening on the undercarriage. So the metal steel beams that were supporting the air conditioning units on the roof in the summer. So underneath this, the uh, whole um, roof is covered in gravel. So we're constantly bringing up pieces of cardboard so that you can lay on them or put your knees on them so you can actually get under. And then you're given a grinder, headphones, safety goggles, and then primer and paint. So you're constantly switching between this. And the sparks are flying, doing all this stuff. I've never used a power tool before. (laughs) And they're like just giving this to me. And I'm like, just do this. And I'm like, all right. So I, I work really hard the first week or two on the job. I'm doing it. And basically, I kind of get the heads up from the other guys like, you're, you're moving too fast. <laughs> and I'm like, understood. Got it. No problem. I, I, we, we can milk this. Um, right next to where we got on the roof was this little hatch. So you had to climb the ladder to get this. And we had this milk crate bucket. So you had to send it down, fill it up with your supplies, then pull the milk crate up for the day. And you only went down for your lunch break. The rest of the day, you were up there. So you had to fill this thing with bottles of water or whatever. You weren't even taking bathroom breaks. You were on the roof. And the manager would only come and check on you once, maybe twice a day. So what you would do, what I would do, is I found out, oh, there's a power outlet up here. I'm going to bring up an extra extension cord today, (laughs) and I'm going to bring my phone charger. (laughs) So... I plug it in. I bring a, a, an adapter so I can leave the uh, grinder plugged in and my phone. And I steal some duct tape from down there as well. So I get under position. I'm going to work under the air conditioner this week. I tape my phone underneath a steel beam <laughs> plugged in. Wow. 
I lay there with the grinder in my hand. I have unlimited data at this time, mind you. Pop up open Netflix, and this is my modern family face. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to start season two. Play. Hold the grinder in my hand until the boss comes up. The boss comes up. I see him. Hey, how are you? Cool. Everything's good. He goes down. I take everything down. I move 25 feet down. <laughs> oh, man. Reset everything up. <laughs> start again. Next time he comes up. Oh, you made some progress. Yep. Everything's good. <laughs> Boom. Eight hours. I watched about 21 episodes. <laughs> wow. Of a single season of television on a roof. Oh, my yes. God. Well, that this is... This is like what I I love the long con and like the thought that went into this, the ingenuity to get away with doing nothing and even doing more than nothing, actually entertaining yourself. This is James Bond level stuff. Uh, So, (laughs) I mean, obviously you're getting three points. And Mitch, first I was going to give you three points and then I remembered I have to do take the Florida tax. Any story that is in Florida gets (laughs) deducted a point. But then but then you told me that the very end, the coup d'etat when you ordered that last round on Dr. Tom. So that bumped you right back up to three points. Uh, So it's a we got a a close game brewing here and uh, it's back to Mitch for the number one. And oh, boy, (laughs) I can only imagine what we're in for now. I hope that the IRS has like algorithms that just listens to every podcast looking for crimes. I hope they catch Dr. Tom <laughs> for expensing all those fucking drinks on his on his on his uh, business. I really hope so. Um, my number one uh, really should have been my number two. <laughs> uh, oh dear! <laughs> I call this a silent but deadly protest. Um, there was a woman on our floor when I worked at the association, and uh, she had some hard objections to some management. Uh, changes that, that were being made and um, she was not very happy and also they put um, uh, code locks on our on our bathroom doors because people were coming down to our floor from other floors to use the restroom and so we wanted to like lock down that area and this woman didn't like that she had to punch in a code it slowed down her trip to the bathroom in some way she was, <laughs> she was quick to be angry and then one day um, my, my desk mate and my best friend joy comes back from the bathroom and she goes, Oh, she was like, Oh my fucking God, you would not there. There uh, that can't finish the sentence. And then she goes, someone, there's a fucking turd on the floor next to the <laughs> toilet. Oh, and I was like, wait, I was like, is there a trail to it? Is there like, is there, is it, did it, did it hit the seat and fall off? What? And she was like, no, 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 no. This is not like a, no, there was no other mess. This was a clean, well-formed turd <laughs> that was just next to the toilet. So someone purposefully was like, you know what? Let me, let me, uh, let me stake my claim here. Boom. Next to the toilet, left it there. And as you can imagine, this is off-putting. No one knows what to do. People initially are like, oh, my God, are they okay? Is there a problem? Like, do we, do they need, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Yeah. And, but also, if it's an accident, like, if you, if, if you got in the hardcore, uh, you know, Hershey Falls tummy rumbles, you're going to clean that up. You're not just going to leave it behind, right? Because you're going to be embarrassed by that. I, at least I hope to God. And so it dawns on everyone after, like, a day of this, like, oh, this was on purpose, and of course, so what, management. Who, who who cleaned it up? Who did clean it up? The um the the custodial staff. Oh, poor guys. 
Yes. And, and, yeah. and girls and gals yes. and whoever. Yeah. That's awful. And yeah. And um, so, but man, like management doesn't know, like, like what do you just send out an email? Be like, Hey guys, don't poop on the floor anymore. <laughs> you know, you can't like, that's, that can't happen. That can't be on record. So just sort of like, it becomes this sort of like shadow warning that people, you know, send out through conversations, like, let's not do this. And there was also a theory that someone from another floor perhaps didn't like our department and came down and did this. That was another theory that floated out there that got way too much uh, credence. And so what they did was they changed the bathroom lock code. Ah. But either this like went to her spam inbox or she didn't find it or she got too many emails. I don't know what. The woman who ended up being the perpetrator didn't find this out. So she goes to the bathroom one day, doesn't have the lock code, has to go to another floor. People see her doing that. People from the other floor give her shit (laughs) uh, for coming to their floor uh, to use the bathroom, and she gets embarrassed by that. So once she does get the, the, the bathroom code, she attacks a second time. She leaves another turd on the floor right next to the toilet. She does a double deuce? A double deuce. She goes back again. And so now this forces management on our floor. There's maybe like 20 people that work on our floor. I think two different departments. So we all have like an an all, all floor meeting in the conference room. And the amount of verbal... Um, gymnastics that our manager did be like, <laughs> okay, so, huh, there's been an issue recently with the women's restroom, and I don't, you know, it needs to stop. It needs to stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And like basically after like three days of people just gossiping and chatting, like it got narrowed down very quickly to like who it was. Cause also you, you, you have timestamps on when people go in there. Um, For but sure. yeah. Uh, it so was, she, uh, the, the, the poop trader was uncovered eventually. She was, <laughs> she was. Yeah. Um, but technically couldn't prove it. So it was sort of like, you know, a uh, process of uh, elimination. Um, but, but the custodial staff did not clean up the second one. So someone from that side of the floor where that woman sat, um, ended up, I don't know if she cleaned it up. I don't know who did, but it got cleaned. Yeah. So, Oh my God. Yeah. So, so she wasn't fired. She wasn't officially outed. This was just, no, this, this woman was famous for her, um, like just uncanny loyalty to this association for no good reason. Like she always worked late, didn't have to always showed up early. Didn't have to like, she just, Loved this place, but it didn't love her back. Then why scar it? Because she be, because uh, she was also mad. She would get mad at at uh, at at her current managers and that kind of thing. Like she kind of like uh, loved like the old idea of what the place used to be. So and didn't yeah she she didn't like change. So uh, she yeah. pooped on the floor twice. Yep. Incredible. Yep. This is a grown woman with a job, presumably yep. making upwards of fifty thousand dollars a year, Maybe. and she pooped yeah. on the floor twice. She pooped on the floor twice. Yep. I I yep. just don't yep. know where we go with this. <laughs> yep. That's, and the, uh, my but my favorite part was uh, someone from our side of the floor went over to the other side and just like yelled like y'all fuck. Or, probably didn't say fuck, but y'all nasty. Like get your house in order. 
<laughs> yeah, it was such it was such a strange I, like, two weeks. It was. I have one final so, follow up so question. Depressing. It was so depressing. Honestly, yeah. Did anybody confront her directly? Um, off hours, not in the office. Yes. Okay, and what was her response? If you heard, uh, she she acted like. She had no idea what they were talking about. Just full denial. Full denial. Yeah, full denial. I, I yeah. guess that's the only way you can play it. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. There, there's no other way you play this. Yeah. So. Wow. Yeah. Okay, that was truly shocking. Um, yeah. <laughs> Brian, Brian, bring us home. <laughs> I I can't top that. This is not going to be as exciting. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, listeners. I'm sorry, Judge. I'm sorry, everyone. I've this was just my last personal triumph that I was most proud of, mainly because of how the math checks out. Mm-hmm. We're leaving Dominic's. We're going back to Jewel. This is the time I took a three and a half hour break on a four hour shift. Oh, that's wow. lovely. That's lovely. This, I mean, just those numbers like just make me so proud of this day that I will always remember it. And the only reason it was able to accomplish is because we had a manager that day that was pissed off at upper management. He was just like, fuck it. We're not doing shit today. <laughs> like, <laughs> all right, cool. What do you want? Want to order pizza? And he was like, yeah, let's get a pizza. So, and this guy always ordered pizza. Well done. He loved like crispy cheese on the top. He's one of those yeah. guys. I'm like, all right, cool. We'll order it from the place across the street. We'll get it well done. Takes longer. I'm like, what should we do in the meantime? He's like, let's go upstairs and wait for them to make the pizza. I'm like, nice. okay. So we all got like uh, whatever our favorite drink was. Uh, usually we called it the Jewel brand soda at the time was called Super Chill. Oh, yeah. And it was always on sale. So you'd go and get the diet for like 70 cents a two liter. Nice. <laughs> then, you'd go to the, then you'd go to the deli section and get a uh, quart cup that they would put like macaroni salad in empty then you would walk to the seafood department go to the back because that's where the good ice is where they pack in all the fish mm-hmm. you get the big cup of that little pebble ice you go upstairs and you start chugging your super chill <laughs> and oh man that that th- those were the days like those days made actually working in a grocery store fun because it was like five or six of us just all not giving a shit for whatever reason, there were like three or four customers that night. It was just a dead night. It must have been like some sort of sporting event or something. I have no idea why it was so dead, but like we were ahead of schedule. Like we got an early order. So like everything was stocked. Like there was really like just nothing to do. And then they like, we got a bullshit task for something just because all the normal work was done. And he was like, we're not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> That's day side. We're not doing that. This would have been like a six to 10 shift. So I was like, yeah, all right, cool. And we just sat there. We bullshitted. And I kept looking at the clock. And I'm like, is this going to happen? Like, I went downstairs and saved face for literally only like 25 to 30 minutes just to like, so the security cameras would see me. Yeah. And like right. the rest of it, we were just up there hanging out. And it was, wow. it was glorious. Wow. I remember I got home and I bragged to my parents, you're not going to believe this. <laughs> <laughs> How was the pizza? And they were like, yeah. Oh, it was delicious. Okay, Thank God. Whew. Delicious. This this would have been from a Rocky's Pizza in Westchester, Ooh. which uh, they they use so much cheese. So much <laughs> cheese. It's amazing. So cheese. It's like thin crust and like an inch of cheese. Oh, my God. You will be blocked for days, and it will be worth it. <laughs> Man. 
Well, this this reminds me of a story of my own uh, that I'll share with one of my office uh, jobs. I was working at a medical association in River North in Chicago, much like Mitch is told. But uh, I worked on the uh, the top floor, the executive floor, and I was I was a temp, and they had split me between two departments. I don't really remember what one was, but then the other one was like the uh, sort of you know administrative stuff for like the top brass. And so they had me sitting like in the middle, sort of at the reception area with the actual receptionist. And then I would get assignments from one department or the other. And they, I realized that they would assume if I'm just sitting there looking busy, that the other department had given me something. And so I challenged myself one day, I went in and I did nothing for the entire eight hour day. Neither, like they both sides thought the other team had me doing something and I did nothing. I clocked in at 8.30, I left at 5, and I had done nothing. <laughs> nothing. I read every article on ESPN at the time. I did oh, yeah. zero work and got paid for an entire day. And it, it wasn't it wasn't my fault because I was just waiting and nobody came and told me to do anything. And then everybody was like, hey, have a good night. Thanks for everything today. So, <laughs> so, so, so Brian, for, for actually doing half an hour of work, I have to deduct you a point, although I am, of Fair course, enough. very proud of you. And then Mitch, <laughs> I mean, I don't, I, I don't even know what to say about the double deuce. Uh, I just, I just have to keep giving you these, these three points. And so it ends up Mitch 14, Brian 13. So Mitch is the winner, but Ooh! what a, what a, what an odyssey. What I've, cause I, I have known you guys for such a long time. And oh. some of these, they were either stories that I'd only heard bits and pieces of, and I didn't get all the details or I hadn't heard them at all. And uh, just thank you so much for for some wonderful anecdotes today. And that leaves us back with my fast five, the top five job interview questions of all time. Number five, do you have a criminal record? And if so, which crime was the most fun? Number four, <laughs> are those chocolate covered almonds in your breast pocket? Can I have a handful? Number three, <laughs> Be honest. Do I come off as too needy? Number two. <laughs> is freedom a transcendental idea, which is mainly empirical, whether a faculty of beginning a series of successive things or states from itself is to be assumed, or is the practical concept of freedom the independence of our will from the coercion and necessitation through sensuous impulses? Number one. Who are you? How did you get in here? And why are you wearing my pants? <laughs> And that's this week's edition of Uber Cinco. Photocopying his hindquarters doing the Christmas party, even though he was reprimanded for this last year, is the Ginger Prince. Mitch Brinkman. And the CFO of TNA at UBK. Brian Ernst. And I'm Nathan Hennenfen. As Bisper always says, we'll circle back next week. <laughs> Auf Wiedersehen and adios. <laughs> <laughs> You've just listened to Uber Cinco, a production of UBK Studios. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your fine podcasts from. If you like what you hear and want to support the show, please visit our Patreon site at patreon.com slash UBK Studios. Every little bit helps us keep the lights on and the bill collectors at bay. Keep tabs on us on all the social media at UBK Studios, and most importantly, subscribe to our YouTube channel so you can see that we really are just a bunch of good Midwestern boys. Yeah.